welcome to Generation Ag, a podcast for the future of agriculture. I'm Kayla. And I'm Lavinia. And we're a couple of young Aggies passionate about celebrating our industry and sharing the stories of people who work in it. Hello and welcome back to Generation Ag. It is Kayla here today with another fantastic interview for you. I'm excited to introduce someone I used to know back in high school. Claudia Benn splits her time between consulting in the areas of broadacre cropping and grazing management for farm agronomy and her family's organic grass-fed breeding operation in Queensland. Claudia is passionate about improving economic, ecological and social outcomes by farming in alignment with natural processes and tackling environmental challenges through addressing root causes. Claudia places a strong importance on encouraging diversity and biological relationships between soil, microbes, plants, animals and people. Claudia has also recently been awarded a Nuffield Scholarship where she plans to explore these passions further. It's fantastic to catch up with Claudia and have a wonderful chat about regenerative agriculture, her Nuffield scholarship and what's to come for her. Here's Claudia. Claudia, welcome to the Generation Ag podcast. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you, Kayla. Thanks for having me. It's such an (laughs) honour to be part of it. (laughs) Well, for the listeners' benefit, I'm really excited. So Claudia and I went to Glenny to get, well, not quite together. You were a year below me, but um, we were table sisters back in the day. We um, boarded at the same time. Um, And so I've known Claudia since high school. Really thrilling to always talk to uh, another Glenny girl. We've had a few of them actually over the years, which is so nice. So welcome, welcome. Very special welcome to you. Thank you. It's a bit of a throwback. It's um, <laughs> nice to yeah, nice to see you again or chat again, and um, and pretty cool that we're both yeah doing things in ag. It's great. Yeah, I love it. I was actually thinking um the other week about all the girls from Glenny that um we know who've yeah ended up back in agriculture. I mean, obviously, we're a lot of us are from the land, so it makes yeah. sense. But I don't ever think it was much a topic of conversation that any of us would go into agriculture, certainly when we were moving through high school and figuring out what our career directions were going to look like. Yeah, that's so true. And I think um, probably similar for both of us, we both went off and did other things. And um, Mm. I guess, you know, maybe because it wasn't talked about too much at school or um, really considered to be a major career option. um, And yet we've both ended up back in it (laughs) uh, finally. So yeah, it's good. It's good. So, Claudia, we always start in the same place, and that is for you to tell us who are you and what is your connection to agriculture? Yeah, so um, my name's Claudia, obviously, uh, Claudia Ben, and I grew up in Arcadia Valley, which is in central Queensland on the Brigalow Belt, and my uh, family have a cattle property there, so my parents are second generation. Uh, my granddad drew the block after the Second World War and developed it. And then parents took over, so I grew up here. Um, We run a breeding operation, so predominantly Angus. We have about 400 head of breeders, and then we carry the progeny right through to meet the grass-fed organic market. And uh, they are sold through Was Arcadian Organics, which is now marketed through Hewitt Foods. So uh, that's what we do here. And 
Yeah, so that's uh, that's my background. From then, I went to boarding school. Um, as you previously mentioned, we both went to Glenny and Toowoomba. And after school, I went straight into nursing. So I didn't really think about agriculture too much as an industry to get into. So went into nursing. Um, I always loved being at home, but didn't really yeah, think about that as a career option. And anyway, I finished nursing and worked for a couple of years. I worked as an anaesthetic nurse um, in doing day surgery and in theatres. And I ended up, I was probably feeling a little bit lost and feeling like I wasn't quite in the right place and didn't know what I wanted to do. So uh, I started doing just um, in my spare time, started doing a couple of courses for agriculture. So and yeah, I don't know. From there, I think my passion just um, set on fire, you, you could say. And then I just, yeah, I, that's all I wanted to do was get back into the agricultural industry. So from there, I decided to go back to uni and I studied a Bachelor of Agriculture, Bachelor of Sustainable Agriculture from the University of Queensland at Gatton. And I finished that in 2019 and got a job straight out of uni. I went to the Sunshine Coast and worked for Nutritech Solutions, which was excellent. They um, have quite a good reputation in the regen ag space, I would say. So I learned a lot there. And then since then, I moved to uh, Toowoomba and started working for farm agronomy and resource management. So they're an independent agronomy company and uh, we do broadacre and grazing consulting and I've been with them for two years now. And then in the last few months, I've moved back to the family property. So now living back in Arcadia Valley and doing part-time consulting for farm agronomy and then working part-time on the property, which is an awesome combination. I'm loving a foot in both doors. So cool. Um, we I want to zoom in on quite a lot of that journey. Um, circling back to leaving school, making the decision to choose nursing. Did you know at the time, you know, were you hell bent on doing nursing at that time, or, um, you know, what was the thought process there? I've thought back about that a little bit and um why I decided to go into nursing. I was a little bit lost coming out of school, not quite knowing what to go into. Uh, I've always been very interested in human health and biology and I wanted to help people, uh, a little bit cliche, that that classic thing. But, yeah, healthcare seemed like the way to do that. And, I mean, nursing is an excellent profession and you can go so many places with it and it can be so diverse. So it seemed to tick a lot of boxes. And uh, my mum used to say I'd make a great little nurse. So, <laughs> so yeah, ended up going into nursing and uh, I take my hat off to anyone that works into the health works in the health industry I think it's amazing it just wasn't really quite the right fit for me I think I also I think it was a good experience though because it helped me really think about what was important to me so I found that I was very interested in the root causes of things and working in theatres it was probably quite acute care I suppose and uh, I, I guess I was questioning, you know, what, what about nutrition and what about all these lifestyle factors? And, and you go further back from there and you come back to agriculture. So what about the soil, um, you know, that our food is growing in and how is that impacting human health? And I started asking all of those questions and thinking, uh, yeah, how, how can we 
go right back to the root cause of some of these issues that we're seeing in society today. And that brought me right back to agriculture. We're going to talk about agriculture as food because I think that's a connection we miss as producers um, a lot mm. of the time is we we forget to make the leap all the way to the fact that after the consumer comes the meal or whatever, you know, however our agricultural produce is consumed um, and the intricate part that soil plays in that that journey. But so you start questioning things, you're working away as a nurse, you start to pick up a few short courses and I know you picked sustainable agriculture, not just ag science or, um, you know, ag business or anything like that. What was it about the sustainability component for you that you felt really drawn to? I completely agree with the link. I think, uh, as you mentioned, you're exactly right. There's such a missing link that we are growing food for people. And um, we tend to think of it just as a commodity and not really think about where that's going. And, um, yeah, that you know, a lot of it is for human consumption. But um, as for sustainable agriculture, I think I've always, I mean, I, I was thinking that way even doing nursing. And so I suppose I've always been a little bit that way inclined, thinking about, you know, well, why? Why are we doing this? And uh, I've probably always been a bit environmentally minded, I suppose. So thinking, you know, what impact is this having on our land and how can we try and merge the two, I suppose, and try and produce healthy, sustainable food while looking after or improving our ecosystem. And so I think that's been with me right from the start, probably from my parents, I would say. They've always been very focused on that and their their way of farming has always been focused on, well, how is that impacting our environment? And probably the lifestyle side of things as well. They've been organic for a long time and uh, we probably grew up being conscious about what chemicals we're using and and what we're eating and all that sort of thing. So I think it's been pretty ingrained in me from the beginning, really, and that's definitely rubbed off. And so I don't know, to be honest, it wasn't even a question that I just had no doubt that that's what I wanted to do. I was well aware that what I wanted to go into or the path I wanted to go down wasn't really the standard path for agronomy, for example, And um, I did quite a bit of research about, you know, how can I get an agricultural degree that, you know, means something um, to the companies that I want to work for, but also what can I get that will help me sort of go down the the road a little bit less travelled or that bit of a niche that I want to head down. So, yeah, it seemed like a perfect fit and uh, we did have some quite good subjects and topics around sustainability and uh, and soil health and microbiology and those sorts of things. So, yeah, that that was just the direction I wanted to go right from the start. I love that. When do you remember regenerative agriculture being a concept that, you know, you really understood as opposed to maybe things that you'd been observing around you, um, you know, noting that that's sort of the journey you've gone on and, and uh, moving your Nuffield towards When do you remember it being a real concept in your mind and something you became quite passionate about um, as a practice versus just, I suppose, but maybe what you'd seen your parents doing at the time? Yes, it's interesting. I probably when I went to uni, I realised that, oh, that, that way of thinking and talking is not necessarily the norm. And I realised that it was probably more a minority than I had realised 
And I suppose when that's the way we think in our family, and I mean, this can, this would be the case for so many beliefs, uh, but when that's the way we think and, and talk and things that we prioritise and value in our family, you think that a lot more people <laughs> think like that, but that's not necessarily the case. So definitely my eyes were opened at uni realising that, oh, this is actually a little bit alternative. And it was probably in my first job, though, that I really got the meaning of regenerative agriculture and that it is an actual, um, I don't know, it, it's a bit of a label, I suppose. And I always understood sustainable. I thought that made sense. And then my first job uh, was my manager, actually, a bit of a light bulb came on. She was saying, well, sustainable makes sense. We want to be able to sustain things for, you know, future generations and and that's good. That incorporates looking after your ecosystem and um, and profitability and so on. But she was um, she was the one that made the point to me about well, it's fair enough to uh, to be sustainable. But what if we already have a degraded ecosystem or we already have poor profitability? Um, we don't necessarily want to sustain that same level. We want to regenerate. We want to improve. And it seems silly now, it's so simple, and yet that was a light bulb for me. It was like, oh, that's so true. We, we want to regenerate. We want to improve things. We don't just want to stay at the same um, level we're at now, especially if that level um, is, is not particularly productive or uh, profitable or a healthy ecosystem. So that made sense to me. I think since then I've there's been so much talk. I think the regenerative agriculture movement is getting a lot more airtime now. I think there's also a bit of muddied water and a bit of pollution coming along with that, and uh, people probably getting um, yeah opinionated, and it's you know one way or the other. But I don't necessarily think like that. I think that we want to regenerate. We all want well essentially I'd like to believe that we all want to leave our farms in better condition for future generations and make a healthy product while doing that and be profitable of course so to me regenerative agriculture is quite simple we don't have to get caught up in all the you know it doesn't have to be a, a rigid list of do's and don'ts it can be outcome focused and if we all want the same outcome and to me it's fairly straightforward. Summed it up uh, in a beautiful way. I love that. And so let's talk about how then um, your Nuffield came to be. Um, you know, you finished your degree in 2019. You're four years into industry. And so I think this is so amazing that you've got yourself on the Nuffield Scholars list for next year. Talk to us about what you're planning to look into. Where are you, Where is your Nuffield journey going to take you? To be honest, I'm I'm as surprised as uh, <laughs> I'm more surprised than um, anyone else. I think I started out applying, you know, one of those things I was probably a little bit offhanded about it, thinking, oh, this will be a good experience and I'd love to do this kind of thing one day, but, oh, you know, I'm I'm just starting out. I've got so far to go. And uh, I, was, I was saying to my boyfriend, I was discussing, oh, do you, you know, thinking about applying for this, what do you think? And he's like, oh, I'll give it a go. And I was like, don't worry, like it won't, you know, it won't turn into anything. I'll just, um, it, it'll be good just to write the application. And if I get an interview, great. Uh, anyway, here we are. <laughs> I wasn't really expecting it. And there's definitely some imposter syndrome going on there. And no doubt a lot more of that to come when I really get into the nuts and bolts of it. But yeah, I'm really excited about it. Uh, I have probably um, 
as I, as I've done in the past, I've probably picked something a little bit uh, off the off mainstream, but I'm really passionate about it. And that was the thing I said from the start. I wanted to, if I'm going to go into this, I'm going to stick to my guns and definitely got a bit of advice about, oh, you know, you want to make your topic a little bit simpler or a little bit more straightforward. But I'm I'm kind of happy that I stuck with it because I think that's what I'm passionate about and that's what I think is important. And uh, it got through. So my topic is essentially about deepening our understanding of managing complex natural systems and then restoring biological relationships through that. So uh, really it's looking at improving ecological literacy. So it's not necessarily getting a yes or no answer to anything. It's just about delving deep into those biological relationships and working out how we can try and better farm in alignment with that. So by biological relationships, I'm talking about the relationships between soil, microbes, plants, animals, and people. I think it's really important that we include ourselves in that. And yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to delving into that. I don't quite know where it's going to take me or what I'm going to find, but I think it's all about diversity, really, and I believe that in the agricultural system, and I think it's going to be about that with my study topic as well. I think it will be a really good experience just to see, explore different environments and cultures and even different industries and different levels of the supply chain, and I really just want to be challenged, I guess, challenge my beliefs and challenge my own paradigms and see how other people are doing things and how other people are managing their natural systems, uh, what's working and what's not, uh, people's failures and successes. And it's it's about people's stories and experiences, really. And then being able to bring that home and, uh, you know, what, what can we apply here to do differently? I think it's it's not really about bringing home a recipe or a silver bullet of what to do, though, because I think I, I strongly believe that there is no recipe or silver bullet. I think it's different for everyone. It's probably more about a way of thinking and a way of being open and curious and asking questions and being observant about the systems that we're managing and, uh, yeah, just continually adapting, I suppose. I'm really excited to see what you get up to. I want to ask, because I bet there was a question somewhere in your Nuffield interviews around what does the extension of this look like, right? So you're going away, you learn all this stuff, and how do you bring it back? How do you share it with the industry? What does that look like, do you think, at this point, knowing full well, you probably change your mind halfway through? (laughs) Exactly. There definitely was a question like that, and I sat on that for a long time uh, before the interview. I knew that one was coming, so I... um, I'm sure this will change as well, but at this stage, I suppose I have a vision of being able to bring my learnings and my insights back and I am getting more involved in the family farm now. So I would hope that I will bring some new ideas and insights home to then apply on the home property. Uh, So that's in the, you know, cattle and grazing industry, but we also uh, have recently bought a little hay farm. So we're going to start doing a bit of irrigated hay I guess I would really like to be able to implement, you know, and trial and experiment on these places and then use that information to bring back to industry as, you know, same thing, examples of what works and doesn't work, successes and failures, and just have have it as a bit of a demonstration or a sharing experience, I suppose, that other people who are interested can get involved in or um 
uh, have it as a bit of a platform, I suppose, to share information and learnings. And that's probably the farming practical side. And then I guess the other side, I, I really enjoy consulting and educating and I would love to continue on with that. And I've got a range of clients in, in cropping and food and fibre and grazing. So to be able to bring some new ideas home to them as well and uh, just really, really expand my own knowledge and beliefs and then hopefully uh, give that back to industry through my clients and through our own farms. And there's so many platforms available now to share information and and start uh, you know, support groups and discussion groups and learning groups. So I I would like to go down that road. I don't really know exactly what that would look like right now, but I think, um, you know, farm agronomy is very good at educating and sharing information and we've got a very good community here. I think there's a pretty good base to start that sort of thing and, and just see where it goes. I love it. And it sounds like you're, you are sort of in a great position in terms of both being able to, I suppose, experiment, implement on the family farm, but also share those learnings, but also learn from other producers through um, consulting with with your agronomy there. Um, that's awesome. Tell us, uh, I know the exciting part of Nuffield certainly is quite a bit of travel. Uh, what, what have you got booked in or have where are you, where are you planning to go? Yes, another big question. Uh, I think I'm still at the very early stages. It's a little bit overwhelming when so many possibilities <laughs> and you have to start narrowing it down. Uh, we've just put our requests in for the Global Focus Program. So that's where the there are organised trips through Nuffield and you go in smaller groups. I think it might be about eight to ten and go to a range of countries. So I put my preferences in, but not quite sure yet where I'll get. But they all look amazing. It seems a bit silly to be picky. I think I'll be happy to go anywhere on the list. And as for, well, actually, the next stage will be going to Brazil uh, for a conference. And we're going to do a little bit of travel around Brazil. And then for my independent study, I've got a bit of a short list, um, which is getting longer and longer. But at this stage, there's a few names on there. And really, I want to get I want to delve deep into the uh, Nuffield network really and, um, yeah, utilise that as best I can. So I haven't spent much time looking at that yet, but probably a few places on my short list. I'd like to go to France. They have a a really interesting, or there are some people there doing really interesting things where they are shepherding animals, livestock, and it's based on uh, Fred Provenza talks about it and also Bruce Maynard talks quite a lot about it as well. It's based on moving the livestock around the countryside or around the landscape based on the diversity of vegetation that's there. And they have this incredible knowledge of what the different plants are providing and all the phytochemicals and secondary compounds and and the certain times of day that you need to do that and you eat, you know, something before the next thing because that will improve the digestibility and all of that kind of thing I find fascinating because that's that's just the perfect example of understanding your landscape and your livestock requirements and uh, utilising that, you know, to, to improve productivity and livestock health. So France is on the list. Uh, I would really, I'd like to go to the US and Canada. I think there's some really interesting things happening there. Um, New Zealand, and I've got a few people on my list for Australia as well. So that's probably the bare bones and I'll expand on that a little bit, no doubt. 
watch this space. That's so exciting. Yes. Um, what an amazing <laughs> two years you're about to have ahead of you. It's so, so exciting. Um, zooming back to where we are right now, what does a day in the life look like, dare I ask, or maybe a couple of days in the life giving you sort of wear a couple of hats? Yeah, uh, definitely depends on every, depends on the day, but um, that's what I love about it. So on the farm, uh, right now is maybe not the best example. It's pretty dry and we've got a few bushfires around. So um, same boat as so many people, there's probably a few yeah, stresses going on at the moment. But uh, generally we're in a pretty good position. We've, we've got grass. So um, I would say in general, oh, I mean, there's all the, the usual farm maintenance stuff, the uh, moving livestock and um checking waters and all that sort of thing, plenty of fencing to go around. And I guess I've probably taken on the role of um, of experimenting and, and implementing some new trials. And my parents are incredibly open and supportive and happy to let me do whatever I want to do, which is amazing. So I started doing some livestock nutrition trials, doing some free choice supplements. So I uh, spend a bit of time doing that, setting up some monitoring sites, uh, doing grazing plans, and we're looking at, um, yeah, I suppose how we can change our grazing management so that we can um, stimulate diversity of vegetation, I guess, and uh, and work on any bare areas. Um, landscape rehydration, I think, is another big project that we're looking at and waterway management so yeah I suppose I spend quite a bit of time uh doing those sorts of things and and some of the bigger picture projects and uh, of course there's all the day-to-day stuff on the farm as for the farm agronomy side I'm mostly in the office now that I'm working remotely but still doing a few farm visits and I work with yeah broadacre cropping and grazing clients a lot of what we do is around farm management and planning I would say so we work on you know crop rotations and cover crops and doing up seed mixes we do a lot of multi-species tailored seed mixes making recommendations for planting and fertilizers uh, soil testing leaf testing all that sort of thing and yes seasonal plans in crop nutrition and then probably the longer term plans as well we're wanting to get a little bit more into data collection and uh, I guess looking at financials and gross margins and be able to use that information to see how the changes we're making is impacting the economic side and uh, and the monitoring side, side of things as well for the ecological. So, yeah, it's all very diverse, but uh, I love I love everything about all of those things. And it's great now, especially for the grazing clients, being able to say, oh, I've, you know, just done my grazing chart and how are you going with yours? Will we go through it together? Or, you know, I've, I've tried this with the livestock nutrition and that didn't work, but this actually really did. So um, do you want to have a go at that on your place? And, yeah, I'm really liking being able to be a bit more hands-on and I suppose I love the idea of being a consultant that can put their money where their mouth is. Fantastic. Claudia, last question always is, uh, if people want to learn more about you or your story, how can they follow along your Nuffield journey or get in touch? Uh, Yes, I think probably LinkedIn would be the best option. So just Claudia Ben on LinkedIn. Um, At this stage, that's about all I've got set up. But I think that's probably where I will post about my Nuffield journey. I think there's plenty of people on Facebook that uh, aren't really that interested. (laughs) So probably... 
keep that um, for the personal stuff and use LinkedIn for, yeah, the, the ag-related Nuffield journey. Yeah, well, I have to disagree on people being interested. I think this is a really cool space and <laughs> so excited to see you um, finding your feet in agriculture and just going for it. It's it's such an exciting thing. And I think it is great. You are in a really unique position to be able to, yeah, take some stuff home, really play with it and then, and then share it with others as well, which is so cool. I thank you so, so much for joining me today for um, agreeing to come on the podcast. Claudia's... Um, yeah, there, there's fires in Queensland at the moment, not too far from home. So it's a bit of a hectic time. Appreciate that you've made some time for the interview today. Oh, thank you so much. This has been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me, Kayla. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Generation Ag. We hope you loved it. If you did, don't forget to visit our guest bios page on our website where you can get all of their contact information. And if you have an idea for another guest in the future or a story that you want to hear, you can get in touch with us via our email, which is hello at generationag.com.au. Don't forget to follow us on our socials at generation.ag. That's Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. And if you've loved this episode as well, you can share it with your friends on your socials and make sure to subscribe to us on the podcast app and leave us a review because that all really helps as well. Thanks, guys. Bye.